Hi there and welcome to another Osler podcast from the 22nd annual ANZIC CTG meeting held in the beautiful town of Noosa Heads in Queensland, Australia. On today's podcast I'll be chatting to Glenn Eastwood, Chief Investigator of the TAME Cardiac Arrest Trial, designed to explore the relationship between mild passive hypercapnia and outcome post-cardiac arrest. Glenn, welcome to the podcast. Oh, thank you so much. It's a, it's a delight to have this opportunity to uh, talk once again. Glenn, um, this time last year we talked at the, the conference. A study like this obviously takes a big group of people, doesn't it? Oh, it certainly does. But maybe the most important people I should thank from the outset is actually the patients. I'm extremely grateful to them, uh, also grateful to their families. And then expanding out, like you were just mentioning, it's the site investigators uh, the, the people at the hospitals that do the governance and the ethics and really help to maintain the safety of the trials like TAME and the other ones we're doing at site. And I'm also extremely grateful to the TAME management committee that helped to provide advice and guidance to me. But even more on top of that, it's, I've got three fabulous project managers uh, located in Melbourne, Dublin and Wellington. Um, and I'd like to really acknowledge all that they do to help progress TAME in a positive way. Glenn, remind us of what TAME is trying to find out. TAME is evaluating the ability of giving resuscitated out-of-hospital cardiac arrest patients who are admitted to the intensive care unit slightly higher than normal blood carbon dioxide levels to reduce brain injury compared to normal carbon dioxide levels and assessing their ability to return to normal tasks. Cardiac arrest is a disruptor. It, it disrupts people's lives. It disrupt, disrupts the lives of their immediate family and has a ripple effect that extends out to the societal level. On a more physiological stance, it is well understood that after a cardiac arrest, there is brain injury. Um, but what is less appreciated is that once the patient's blood pressure has returned, in that early period after cardiac arrest, the brain is experiencing low blood flow and low oxygen levels. And we're thinking that a likely mechanism for this early sustained low brain blood flow and low brain oxygen levels could be uh, linked to an impaired cerebral vascular autoregulation state. Uh, but what, we're, what we do know is that Carbon dioxide in the blood is the main physiological driver for cerebral blood vessels and by increasing carbon dioxide levels, we're hoping to uh, cause cerebral arterial vasodilatation so that we can increase perfusion to the brain. And it's this um, ability of the uh, blood vessels of the brain to dilate that we're hoping we'll be able to get better blood flow and improved oxygenation. Uh, to the brain during this very uh, critical period. In terms of the intervention, what are you testing? Yeah, we, when patients are enrolled into TAME, they're being randomly allocated to receive slightly higher than normal arterial carbon dioxide levels, known as mild hypercapnia, which is about 20% above the normal range, for a period of 24 hours while being mechanically ventilated. All other aspects of their clinical care are at the discretion of the patient's treating team. Has this sort of intervention been studied in uh, previous work? Our group has done some pilot work, some large observational work, 
But we're reassuringly, uh, we're joined on this journey by investigators in Finland and the United States who had separately also evaluated the association between carbon dioxide and uh, neurological outcomes for cardiac arrest patients. And whilst all this pilot work demonstrated safety, feasibility and a biological impact and benefit of targeting slightly higher than normal carbon dioxide levels, it was really only trend and hypothesis generating and it wasn't the definitive trial. Hence, TAME was designed and is now being conducted to be that definitive trial that will be evaluating that slightly higher carbon dioxide level target. Now, this is, as you said, a definitive trial, so it's a, it's a multinational, multi-centre and, and, and large trial. How does something like this get funded and managed? We're, we're extremely grateful uh, to multiple funders. Uh, specifically, TAME has received funding from the National Health Medical Research Council of Australia, the Health Research Board of Ireland, and the Health Research Council of New Zealand. Um, importantly, Team 2 has been endorsed by the Australian and New Zealand Clinical Trials Group and the Australian Resuscitation Outcomes Consortium, so that we're not only funded by large national bodies, but we have the support of our large key uh, trials group and intensive care groups. Um, but on a day-to-day basis, the TAME uh, trial is being coordinated by three method centres, um, the Australian New Zealand Intensive Care Research Centre is the primary uh, method centre located in Monash University here in Melbourne, um, but also very adequately supported by the Irish Critical Care Clinical Research Centre uh, situated in the University College Dublin in Ireland. And then again, as I mentioned, there was three project managers. Our third project manager is coordinating uh, TAME in New Zealand via the Medical Research Institute of New Zealand, which is in Wellington, New Zealand. Glenn, whereabouts is the trial up to? You're in the middle of recruitment, is that right? When do you, where are you up to and uh, when do you anticipate the recruitment would finish? Thanks, Todd. Yes, we're in a delightful position. Uh, recently, we passed 800 enrolled patients. Uh, given that we were only at about 95 this time last year, we certainly have come a long way. We've got a little way to go because the sample size is 1,700 patients, but with 51 active sites in 16 countries, I think we've got another bright year ahead of us. Our current projections are on the current recruitment rate that we would expect to complete recruitment in May 2021. The the next future, or the near future, really does look bright. I'm encouraged by what I anticipate will happen. Uh, in the next three months, we will reach our halfway mark for recruitment and then shortly after hold the interim safety analysis meeting. Um, so, hey, if there's any uh, research coordinators or site staff out there, just a quick plug to please get the data in in a timely fashion. Um, and then following this, uh, I, we as the, the TAME team and TAME investigators really just try to encourage sites to continue to screen and enrol all eligible patients uh, so that we all can know the results as soon as possible. And finally, Glenn, I understand there's a way for uh, people who are interested in the trial to follow its progress. Is that right? Uh, yes. Uh, aside from listening to us here to chat about TAME's update, uh, they can certainly follow TAME uh, via the TAME trial website hosted by the ANZIC Research Centre 
of Monash University. Uh, but those who are a little bit more nimble with the social media, uh, I do regularly update the TAME Twitter handle or TAME Twitter account, uh, and the TAME Twitter handle there is at TAME Trial, one word. Um, um, so yeah, definitely can follow the progress. Uh, contact any of our staff by email if they wish. But, um, hey, look, if I could just quickly take this time to say how humbled I am by the amount of uh, local, national and international interest in TAME so far, um, and just to encourage all parties involved to uh, stay enthusiastic uh, because together we'll find the answer out as soon as we can. And I'm looking forward to sharing it once I know it. Glenn, thanks very much for joining us once again. Congratulations on the work so far, and we look forward to hearing the results as they come out as you uh, you head towards the conclusion of the trial. So pleased. Thanks, Todd, and thanks to everybody. Thanks for joining us on the podcast. For other great interviews just like this, visit our website at osla.force.com.